1: Good morning and welcome, Picture Radio News Hour. It is Friday, yeah, the best day of the week. Our toll-free number 800 951 as if you didn't know. And the website at allamericangold.com. But since it's Friday, we got jobs, we got all this stuff, we'll get to it. But but Jason, it's Friday, uh, the baseball playoffs are starting today. Uh, we had uh, a Yankee. I, I grew up a Yankee fan. I, I don't watch a lot of sports anymore, uh, but uh, a Yankee, Aaron Judge, hit sixty-two home runs, which is, uh, in my book, the record uh, because the steroid era. You know, he had Bonds, McGuire, Sosa. So they all hit more, but they were all juiced up. Uh, I'm hoping that this guy isn't. But there's been a lot of cheating. Everywhere, you know, people are cheating in, in poker, chess, even fishing tournaments. Uh, I just saw a thing where uh, this this young chess prodigy, you know, he's, a, I don't know, some type of grandmaster, whatever they call him, uh, he, he's playing too good, and they were actually x-raying his backside to make sure he didn't have a device in there for uh, even pro-fishing tournaments now, people are putting weights into the fish. And everyone's lost their mind.
2: <laughs> well, you know, what is that one saying that some people say? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> it Sounds like it came straight from a banker, doesn't it?
1: You know, I, I used to. it does, right? I used to play cards, you know, me and my buddies. We played a lot of Texas Hold'em. Back in the early two thousands, and when Chris Moneymaker won the World Series, we all caught the poker bug. I actually I had to watch it because I saw about this this uh, woman and this guy they they were in this uh, big big event, and so I I watched it after the fact because they said you know hey this lady had to be cheating, and I looked at her you know her cards his cards and I'm just like oh my god. I don't know how she could, why she was even betting in the hand to begin with. It would, it would make sense. I just don't know how they did it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know when Lance Armstrong got in all of his trouble, uh, the thing I've always heard is, well, all the other guys were doing it too. Why do they single him out? <laughs> so sometimes you got that going on, Joe. If they're all cheating by the same rules of cheating, then I guess that's the way the sport is. I guess, right?
1: Yeah, I, I guess you got to be a better cheater. I guess my point: you can't go all in on a hand that you got absolute trash. Right? She won it though. Uh, that was the 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 other part. Like the guys in this fishing tournament. This was the one that I really didn't get, because you know the fish they they're, they're a certain size, right? So. You can't have uh, you know the same size fish as everybody else but somehow your fish weigh 10 12 15 pounds more they, the fish would have to be bigger
2: <laughs> so what yeah right? I mean, yeah. It, I mean so, so what are you saying right? hey,
1: wait a minute your, your your fish it's 12 inches long this guy's fish is 12 inches long how does yours weigh double the amount that his does oh you know I don't know let's cut into it and the, uh, there's some lead balls
0: in there
2: Lead, or did it maybe tungsten, something that's really dense. Substance. Yeah, Some, yeah whatever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I could just see and it now. And now they're talking
1: about, listen, they want to have lie detector test.
2: <laughs> maybe they just need, right? a, so everybody, they just need hey, a metal, everybody metal detector test. Everybody should go on Maury. Right? Need, run a metal detector over that fish.
1: <laughs> right, Every Metal detectors, <laughs> lie detector tests. Hey, you just hit 62 home runs. Hook them up to the lie detector. Are you on steroids? Of course, Is your bat loaded, right?
2: Of course, if you do the lie detector test, someone's going to cheat on that uh, that machine, too.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's always a way, isn't there? <laughs> yep. But I would just love it. I would love it. Wouldn't it be great uh, if we could do that, you know, get, get Joe Biden on the lie detector, uh, Jay Powell, maybe Jim Cramer, right? You guys, you guys on TV that are telling everybody to buy stock. Is that, you know, do you really mean that, or are you just flat-out lying?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting, Joe, because you talk about cheating, and really, if, if you really want to win, you pay off the referees. So in, in the uh, 08 uh, crash that we had, it was those ratings agencies that gave the triple A's without even batting an eye or looking at it, right? They bought out the, the, the referees. That's how the 08 disaster yep, that's came Yeah, right.
1: that's another great point. That's, a, you know, another way the system is backwards. Well, let's see. Uh, they're going to pay, this company's paying me to grade their debt. And, man, if I don't give them a good grade, they're just going to pay somebody else. <laughs> right? So I, I'll just give them the grade. They tell me it's A-plus and it's A-plus.
2: I could just imagine the, uh, you know, you're handing over your stuff, trying to get that triple-A rating, and then you start to just get your triple-A rating for for the the worst mortgages but man, that's at that moment that must have been the free for all, right, Joe? That must have been like two thousand four, five, and six. <laughs> they probably were throwing everything they could at, at those ratings. And, and agencies. the problem
1: was, right? Hey, they're probably saying, "Listen, everybody else is doing AAA, so you should too." Well, don't question it. Obviously, it's AAA. Look at they've all been approved AAA, right? And so at a certain point, they' it's just meaningless, right? It's kind of like the value of the dollar. Oh, look how strong the dollar is.
2: I'm sure a little extra money got passed, too. I bet a little extra money got passed over there, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, speaking of a little bit, uh, the Dow is down a little bit, uh, 450 points. Uh, we're t- we've taken away about half of the first two days of Gates. Uh, jobless, cl- or job, jobs, I'm sorry, not jobless, jobs. The jobs number came in. It was too hot. 263,000 jobs created. That was pretty much in line with what most people were expecting. But the devil's always in the details. We'll give them to you when we get back. Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason. Don't touch that dog. 800 Gold's Down 9, uh, 1702. Silver's down 30 cents here, 2031. But again, holding those key levels. uh, The Dow, like I said, down about 450 points. As the payroll numbers, uh, 263,000 jobs. Remember, this is about how bad is it going to get? It's going to be all about jobs, right? And Jason and I, we've been telling you this for a while now. Uh, If the job market hangs in there, then rates keep just. Rates are going higher until jobs go away. I, th- I guess that's probably the easiest way to say it. But 263 still too hot. I mean that's slower, but still too many. But again, it could have been any number. It could have been 400,000. It could have been 200,000. Tell me about payrolls. Tell me. Tell me about wages. Uh, wages again up another three tenths. So the same thing that it was up uh the last month and the month before that. So Jason, no no let up in average hourly earnings. The big surprise, I guess if there was a surprise, uh fifty thousand people left the workforce. The unemployment rate, which was three seven, fell to three point five percent. So another one, uh hey we're we're going to probably, in all likelihood now, Jason, get that three-quarters of a point rate hike uh, here coming up, what, in about four weeks.
2: Right. Is it uh, next week? Is that when we get the CPI?
1: Yeah. So we got, we'll have one more CPI before uh, the, the rate meeting. I think we get the CPI in a couple of weeks. And then uh, the week after that, we'll get the rate hike.
2: I think if the CPI is high eights or in, into the low nines, I think we get a point. But if we get kind of where it was at, or even lower than I think three quarters, I, you know, to me, if that number is like, let's just say that number is seven point nine or seven point seven, I could see the half point then. I really think they're going to put a lot of it on on that number, Joe. So we'll, I guess we'll we'll find out.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. But again, like I said, uh, the, the inside the number, I think the the, the thing that they hated the most. Uh, the wage number, and then the fall of the unemployment rate. Uh, some people out there know now. Now they're trying to uh, judge how high does the unemployment rate have to get yep. for for uh, the Federal Reserve to have any hopes of getting back to two percent. And and you know, some people are saying six, eight some six to eight percent unemployment uh that's a whole lot that dude, that's a lo- a lot more than a million jobs you're, that that you're talking ten fifteen twenty million people would have to lose their job
2: yeah and that that is uh, a key factor as as to uh, possibly uh stopping the rate hikes you know just leveling off uh so to speak Joe, uh they, they got to see a lot of that happening like you've been saying for for weeks and months. And uh, not yet, I guess, right Joe there's, I think we' definitely got two more rate hikes, I think this year. I think they got one or two in them uh, beginning in 2023 also. but then so we'll, far we'll right so far, yeah, uh, the data's not cooperating for the Fed. Uh, the
1: important data points, There there's some data points that aren't as meaningful that say, hey, the Fed should pause or slow down. but all the major points, CPI, jobs, Jobless claims, uh, wages, right? All of those continue to be incredibly hot.
2: Exactly, Joe. And I, uh, I was saying that I think they got a little more runway. I've, I've been mentioning the reverse repo market. So I, I, uh, I looked at a piece uh, a guy talking about that the, those two big days, the markets went up huge Monday and Tuesday. Uh, and I, you know, I'm learning some of this stuff as I go along. So the reverse repo market, which has you know, which has more than two trillion dollars of cash sitting there, Joe. I didn't realize this but at the beginning of each quarter a bunch of money leaves that and you in what the way it's been staying above t- 2 trillion it, it at the beginning of each quarter it drops down significantly and what's been happening is it pops back up then the cash uh, the rest of the month it starts to build back up. So it dropped on Monday uh, on Monday, Sunday Monday, it dropped 200 billion dollars out of there. So that cash left, the, whatever banks grabbed it, I think there's I think there's like a quarterly stock buy. Which is why the stocks went up Monday, Tuesday. Now look what's happened since since that ended, Joe. Stocks been down all the rest of the week. So I, I yeah, I, I, giving, yeah, giving it
1: back. Yep. Uh, I'm watching rates right now, trying to keep our eye after what happened in the UK, uh, German bond yields, Italian bond yields, uh, yield, Spanish bond yields, and UK bond yields all heading higher today. Uh, the span or the the Italian bonds. This is the The second or third day out in a row where we're seeing two and three basis point increases in in Italian bond yields, now up to four seven. The UK back to four two. Remember at four and a half, things got really panicky. Then on the currency side, uh, Jason, the Japanese yen. Back above 145, so 145.21, and right the the Bank of Japan said that 145 was kind of that line in the sand. Uh, we're right back here. Could we again go right into next week? Because obviously it's the end of the week. This week, and and have these same problems reappear again could we see uh japan having to intervene again in the currency markets china having to intervene again in their currency markets does the uk need to intervene in their bond markets uh and it looks like now maybe italy and spain may be ready to join the party
2: That all comes down to who's gonna buy treasuries then right who's gonna buy them joe <laughs> that's that's where the, uh, the the market crash will come is if Somebody is not willing to buy any of that. That's, that's what Someone's buying it, Joe. The, the thing would have crashed yeah. already. Who's buying this stuff? And why do I feel like the Fed's got some secret little stash there? All right, we only have so much cash to give you, a little bit here, a little bit there. And this, this is why I keep going to the reverse repo market. There is cash these banks have stashed there. And I think that buys them a little wick on the bomb before it blows up. I, I think that's, that's why I've been watching that. We'll, we'll see, Joe. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when.
1: Well, I just got an update. Uh, Wolf Richter uh, does a great job in research and the Fed's balance sheet. Uh, Remember, they were supposed to start selling off their balance sheet in April. Uh, We have a number that's updated through last week. Uh, It's only down $200 billion total. So, April, May, June, July, August, September, six months, uh, only down two hundred billion dollars and 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 richter was noting uh the the treasuries is one thing but these mortgage-backed securities that the fed owns is proving very
2: difficult to get rid of Uh, yes joe that's that's once again you bring you bring in this stuff i uh you know where do they go, Joe? Where do they go? Here, that's the whole thing. It's these are, these are the things that are being done, right, Joe? And, and what, what, just I guess what, what are the choices they have, right? Where, where should it go, Joe? How do, you, how do they fix that situation, Joe?
1: Yeah, and again, uh, part of the problem. So, just to give you an example, they're supposed to sell thirty-five billion dollars worth of mortgages yes. this month. Yeah, Well, I should say last month, September, they only sold eleven. Right. So they didn't even sell a third of it. Part of the big thing is nobody's refinancing, so the Fed, because if they refinance, the Fed could get rid of that loan. Hey, we're not buying up, it's refined, we can take it off our books. And, And the realities are nobody wants to buy these mortgages. Because they think home prices are going to fall. And obviously rates are, are much higher now. So these are losers for the central bank. So it's kind of funny, uh, that the, the rate hikes are causing them, uh, having a hard time getting rid of these mortgages.
2: Yeah. What they, like once again, what are they going to sell it, Joe? Who's going to take it? Who's, who, who's this? Yeah, that's
1: a, that's a sucker bet. Nobody buys that. Right. Wait a minute. You got a you got a mortgage at three percent. The yields are now six and and probably going to be seven here in in another few weeks. Yeah, home prices are starting to fall. Yeah, no, I'm passing on that. No, no thing. Especially these these homes that were bought in 2020, 2021. Right. Uh, even going back to eighteen and nineteen, and if they didn't have a, a big chunk down, those mortgages aren't that attractive.
2: Nope. Nope, Joe. Like it's 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 been a catch twenty two for a while. So we'll we'll watch it. We'll watch and see because they're supposed to be taking so much more off that balance sheet. That that was you know usually when the Fed. You know here's the one thing when the Fed actually announces they're doing something, they do it. This is one of those situations right now where they're they're not getting done what they said they were going to get done. So we'll we'll have to keep watching that, Joe. Because if they can't sell off the balance sheet, they're not really. You know they're not they're not really tightening stuff, are they? You know they, they, you got to you got to get rid of that stuff.
1: Yeah, and again there there's there's problems. I guess that's the biggest thing. And, and again, we just look for signs in this stuff. When when the Fed says, "Hey, we're going to sell thirty five billion dollars of mortgages every month," they only sell eleven. That's a problem, right? The, the Treasuries was at least close this month. Uh, They're supposed to sell 60 billion. I think they sold 57, but they did it all primarily in the very last week. Uh, so I, I don't know uh, if, if the Fed is like, hey, there, there's only certain weeks where there's enough liquidity for us to unload them. Uh, and again, I don't think. I think what we're going to see is. As soon as they stop raising rates, which, let's face it, in the next, say, three to six months, I think it ends, they're also going to announce the end of quantitative uh, of quantitative tightening all at the same time. Because, obviously, Jason, uh, we already are seeing signs of liquidity
2: problems. Yeah, they're not really tightening anyways when it comes to selling their their, their balance sheet. We don't even know what they're actually... What they actually have there? I mean, I don't have any, a list yeah, of it. I mean,
1: they still got 8.8 trillion on their balance sheet.
2: I, I've seen stuff for, that said that they still have nine and a half trillion. <laughs> so the so. uh, get right? We don't know. This is their
1: official number that they they have to release. Yes. Uh, these numbers. This these were their of, of, official released numbers. To Jason's point. Uh, we find out years later uh, that they were doing a whole lot more. How about this? They're saying now, and I don't. You know what? I'll, I'll keep my eyes out. Uh, but they're saying that new cars are coming back. That hey, they're starting to become more available. The problem is that nobody can actually afford to buy a new car anymore. So they're saying that new vehicle loan rates has now soared to over 7%, and that loans rates in the used vehicle markets are now up to 11%, Jason. So, and again, uh, the worse your credit score, the higher the interest rate you pay.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, with the higher interest rates, it's more than just home loans, which is what we hit all the time. Yeah, uh, credit card uh, interest rates and then car loans, and uh, no duh, there's going to be more cars available. Who's buying the ones that are coming out now, Joe? I know that there was a so-called shortage of chips and everything, but the, the, I, I, it seems to me, from what I've been seeing, especially with used cars, but with new cars, who's buying, Joe? Who's gonna? You just talked about what a truck that's fifty-one thousand before you do taxes and title. Let me tell you, wow!
1: Look at this number: thirteen point seven million. Is now what they're saying car sales are going to be for the year. And that includes selling to rental car companies. You know, that's all cars. 13.7 million. That is the lowest levels, gosh, at least in a decade. Maybe maybe more. I don't have all of the data, but uh, we are selling 17, 18 million new cars a year. So uh, to take 5 million off of that number, you're, you're talking about, what, Twenty-five to thirty percent fewer car sales, home sales now down forty to fifty percent. These are huge, uh, huge amounts to take off of the economy.
2: Yeah, Joe, that's. uh, (laughs) I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say this when you. I'll go back to the car. I just, I just. Sixty thousand dollars for a vehicle. I mean, it seems like, and I'm sure it's it's too expensive. But that's all you buy a mobile home for, (laughs) (laughs) right? You buy a house for that uh, that you can live in.
1: New record, new record for average price now. New car now over forty five thousand dollars. Holy cow! That's that's just insane. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Listen, we got twenty dollar gold pieces, and I got a good amount of them. We took thirty dollars off, uh, below twenty one hundred two thousand ninety five. Uh, take advantage of that. That's that's a really good price right now uh, because gold and silver premiums are just skyrocketing. Matter of fact, silver premiums today a new all-time record high uh, over spot. And it's just been unrelenting, Jason, uh, especially in the silver markets. But now we're seeing the same problem in the gold markets where where wholesalers are out there begging dealers to sell them product.
2: Yeah, the only time you're going to have that sort of thing is when the market's not making sense. You know, everyone keeps looking at that paper price, Joe, which, you know, there was some sort of, you know, Relative harmony between okay, this is what you have to sell physical for versus what that spot price is, but since twenty twenty, that just stopped being reliable. And and again,
1: yeah, you bring up such a great point that paper price. What what this is telling you? Not only obviously, we see the same thing in oil and gas, right? Uh, You know, unleaded gas is two seventy on on the paper market; it's two dollars and seventy cents a gallon, right? Nobody pays that, right? You're you're paying. Uh, three three fifty to. Well, here in Arizona, five bucks, right? California, where my son is six fifty. Uh, but but the same things too. And really, what it's saying is, hey, that twenty nine thousand and change that Wall Street says, that's not reality. I think that's the other side of it. What's the other side of that, which just means these equity markets probably have a lot more pain coming to them, and people are in these gold markets buying now, because I'll tell you right now, here's the problem, Jason. When, when the, this next leg de- down, we get that gold and silver pop that everyone knows is coming. And Again, again I'm telling you when it's coming. The second the Fed starts to slow down, from the, these three uh, the 75 basis point rate hikes, silver and gold are going to start going. The second the Fed stops rate hikes silver and gold are really going to go. same thing with quantitative tightening when that ends. so all the momentum is coming into those markets and, and the problem that I'm, I'm worried about Jason, when that happens and that's when you know we're probably going to see a lot more pain being inflicted into the economy because of it. There's going to be a real good chance that there's going to be a huge lack of availability when that happens.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things Joe and I have to deal with when uh, the the buying of gold and silver hits hits a it's a high peak. Is you know we we've kept out there's a couple of times since I've been on uh, with with Joe here on Patriot Trading that uh, March of this year and January February of 2021 we did some 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 huge numbers some people were just buying in huge amounts. And it gets a little scary, Joe, and it's like you're calling the guys, and it's there, or it's there very expensive, or, oh, I don't have it at all. Uh, that it, That is one of those things. Like, yeah, there's gold and silver out there, Joe, but when everybody's buying it all at once, we may have a couple of days like, guys – Sorry, we have nothing today. We, yeah,
1: well, then, and then you got to go. You just got to pay more, right? You got to pay more. Go into to to whatever th- whatever's out there, whatever is available. But eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. These are pre nineteen thirty three, and these are the Liberties eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven. These twenty dollar Liberties. Of course, a lot of you know why do we like old gold the best? It's really simple. It's the most private way to own metals period nothing's more private it's the only thing in, on gold that the government considers to be collectible that actually makes it more private you can buy it sell it and trade it you don't have to worry about 1099s and driver's licenses. you don't have to worry about any of that with 333 gold and then the other part that that i like about it uh, in my office, I actually have the, conf- the Gold Confiscation Act uh, framed in, in my office here in Phoenix and not, from 1933. There was only one type of gold you could keep. Pretty 33 gold. That was gold. collectible gold coins. So these were old, old gold coins were the only things you were allowed to keep. And then, of course, it was illegal to own gold in this country for almost 40 years. People, don't, people forget that part of it as well. And, and then when the United States started minting gold again in 1986, they reclassified all the pre-'33 gold that didn't get melted down, because most of it got melted down. That's what is allegedly in Fort Knox. All of the gold that remained was now considered collectible and and obviously when we're talking about what's going on here digital currencies the end of fiat money a lot of people are talking about this Bretton Woods 3 which really is a fancy term just really what they're saying is hey this digital currency they're gonna need to back it with a commodity Uh, that commodity obviously gold is the standard there Uh, so Jason very possible uh, that we could see gold confiscation again, even though it's not money. You know, technically, it's not money anymore.
2: Yeah, that's right, Joe. And it's interesting because uh, you, you, you laid it out there—the the history of it and uh, coin collecting, which we don't sell collectible coins. Coin collecting is called the uh, the hobby of kings. And if 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 you have uh, very uh, important people across the world, uh, dictators. Leaders of heads of state, presidents, kings, collecting coins—they're not going to pay taxes on it. And, and they have a, you know, the only thing that's fun about a, a, a hobby is that you share it with your your buddies. So there's why you got so many protections, Joe. It's it's the hobby of kings. You know, what do you collect if you're super rich? Well, let's collect money. And what we sell, Joe, is hey, as close to spot price as possible, pre-33 gold. It may not be mint state 65 collectible gold, which would be way too expensive for the average buyer here. We get them the, uh, the, the regular circulated, nice-looking stuff that is uh, as close to spot as possible. And we, when we buy it back, Joe, we, we buy it back from our guys uh, in, in a very respectable way. It's, it's You've got to have a good gold and silver dealer. That's what you need to have, and that's us.
1: Absolutely. 800 the $20 Liberties at $2,095. And just to go back to the car thing here, listen to this craziness now. The average monthly payment is now over $700. 15% of all new car loans now, Jason, the payment's over 1000
2: Who could afford that on a, on a, even if you have those three, two or three part-time jobs, or even a full-time job? I don't.
1: It's, well, this is what they're saying. They're saying that new cars are becoming totally unaffordable for about half of the population now, Jason. They can't even they're, – they're, it's a new car or it's a used car or nothing.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and look what happened in uh, 2021. Used cars became the, the hottest commodity out there. It went up higher than any every other market out there. So I don't think used cars are really affordable either, Joe.
1: Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. 951 Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 uh, 951 We're just busy in here. Uh, our our lien's off today, so it, you're going to be on hold a little longer than normal. Uh, if you have trouble getting through, just try back again. 800 uh, 951 Zero five nine two. We just had a few lines open up. So uh, twenty-dollar gold pieces, two thousand ninety-five. Uh, that's a really good deal here. Gold's down uh, eight right now. Seventeen oh three. Silver's down thirty-five cents. The Dow continues. Uh, really. It's uh, been down almost 500 points now. So I was just going to say it's been down about 4 450 points, uh, now down almost 500, 485 points. Uh, the Nasdaq's down 350. The S&P's down uh, 80. Uh, Jason, it's, it's given back about half of the gains from the first two days uh, of this week, the start off October. We got a jobs uh, jobs number that was too hot. 263,000, uh, the unemployment rate unexpectedly fell, wages continued to rise, uh, looks like uh, more rate hikes coming. But then on the other side, GE and a letter sent out to employees on Wednesday is laying off 20% of its onshore wind workforce. Uh yeah, you know, you know, wind and solar, it's the, you know, the green new deal here. I'm shocked that there's layoffs happening, but I just think this proves it really doesn't work. GE said that they're taking steps to streamline their size on their onshore wind business for what the market realities are, Jason.
2: I think what it shows even more, Joe, is that it's not profitable, so this is a business decision to to cut back. Uh, on some of their expenses cuz you know I, I don't know exactly where they're at in in their wind uh, situation but why do I get the feeling that well we need to cut some people back and just slow down the the wind industry of, of our business because it's it really isn't profitable to begin with
1: you know i, I guess yeah the the at 70% of their wind business is what they call onshore uh so uh, obviously uh, layoffs there, kind of a sign of the times, right? If you're making money, you're not laying people off. Uh, but how about this one? So, you know, we know about the water problem here in the West. And and this is going to cause uh, problems. And again, more inflationary pressures. I hate to say it because so far uh, it, it keeps getting worse instead of better. But uh, yesterday, and this actually what came out yesterday, it's been updated. So this it got this story got updated this morning. And they said that 117 barges in Louisiana are in a log jam in the lower part of the Mississippi River which has been closed to Uh, to low water levels and it's so funny because people write these articles about hey we should build a pipeline from the Mississippi River over to the Colorado River but it sounds like the Mississippi is low on water too
2: the Mississippi is that's the main uh, waterways of this entire continent and uh, whether the Mississippi is low or high it doesn't really matter if you're gonna start potting out of that river to, to save the West, Joe, that's uh, that just sounds like a very inefficient, bad thing to do all around. So, yeah,
1: and they're saying, and again, right here it is. They said lack of rainfall, uh, the Mississippis at near historic lows uh, forced the largest U.S. Uh, barge operator to declare a, a force majeure, which means, hey, I know we're, we, we are contractually obligated to deliver these products uh, but due to due to things beyond our control, like hey, the water's too low, the barge can't get through. Uh, this stuff's not being delivered, Jason.
2: Yeah, that's that's a that's a huge problem. The Mississippi is is huge for for uh, the economy and getting things moving. I mean, that back in the 1800s, Joe, that was that was how things moved through this country. That uh, the the uh, the war of 1812 that ended with with the uh, the Battle of New Orleans, which was. England thought that they would uh, sign a treaty where they would own the mouth of the the Mississippi, which would, would then choke off America financially, and and that didn't happen. That, that's how important that river is. It's 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 for everything that goes on in this country. It's it's uh, b- business wise, it's is that important. It's just that important. Every, everything flows through the Mississippi.
1: Yeah, and, and then you're just left with bad choices, right? So yep. now uh, barges aren't aren't flowing through. You only have a couple of options: take stuff off. Right, make the barges lighter, uh, which just costs more money. Right, or try what well, can we do it by rail? And and they've already said, hey, there's not, it's just not feasible. I, you know, there's no extra rail. There, no amount of extra rail can make up for the what's on these barges. So uh, again, all of these little things adding up to a lot more uh, inconvenience and higher prices, Jason.
2: I don't know if you've ever seen or read the books, the uh, Atlas Shrugged, but a lot of this stuff you talked about the last bunch of months, sure, it sure is uh, going right down the story of Ayn Rand's uh, uh, Atlas Shrugged, where, uh, you know, uh, industry is just grinding to a halt slowly over time, and and it's always government that's going to come in and try to fix everything and, and rich enriching themselves in, in the whole uh Situation. I mean, it gets to the point where uh, d- during the Atlas Shrugged where they're just going to starve off a part of the country because that's just the decision that has to be made, Joe. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy.
1: Well, and again, I don't know what's going on in oil here. Uh, I haven't seen. Uh, I'm, I'm looking. I've been watching it all show long. I haven't seen any news, uh, but oil is up almost four more dollars a barrel right now. Uh, ninety now, uh, ninety-two in a quarter. Uh, for for Nymex, Brent crude now ninety-eight dollars. Of course, we know uh, about the cuts from OPEC. Uh, unleaded gas, which has been on a tear all week this week. Jason's up another couple of a percent this morning. Uh, now two seventy-five uh, on unleaded gas. So I, I don't know what's happened here, uh, but but crude oil up. Like I said, almost three dollars eighty-five a barrel, almost four dollars a barrel uh, again today. Uh, OPEC's going to get its wish. Obviously, they want oil prices ninety to hundred dollars a barrel. They got it. Pixel Radio News Hour. We'll be back with the final segment. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Uh The Dow's down over 520 points now. Uh, crude oil now over $4 a barrel, barrel here. Uh, 92.50 uh, a barrel now. And Jason, you know, the one thing, we've got two more weeks left of the strategic oil reserve release. Uh, and barring an announcement from the Biden administration to continue, like I said, remember, we only got 11 months of supply left at the current rate of release. Uh, we, we would run out of crude in the reserve in September of next year. So we've got to stop here at some point. Uh, and I'm just wondering if oil goes back above $100 a barrel, if the Biden administration is going to blink here and keep releasing oil out of the reserve. But here's the problem, Jason. They're not investing any money into drilling. Uh, and I saw—I I just saw an article pop up that in order to get U.S. oil drillers to drill more wells, oil prices are going to need to be above $100 a barrel.
2: He's releasing out of the reserves before this midterm election to, to keep the gas prices down. Why do I get the feeling he's going to super-duper load up the reserves after the election? Because they want to choke us off with not enough oil and high gas prices. Hey boy,
1: you bring up something interesting. It's one thing to stop, but the the way it it works is they need to put it back. That's that's the thing. So it's one thing to stop. That's a, a more than a million barrels of oil coming off the market. But then they also need to, at some point, need to start buying oil to put it back in. To Jason's point, you could really affect supply in a big way by doing that.
2: Yeah, and it'll be uh, sometime in December when they just start stocking it up. And if Biden even says anything, he'll say, well, we really need to fill this back up. This is how America stays safe with oil supply. So you, the American public, are just going to have to pay $6 a gallon, oh, 7 uh, 8 8 Whatever it is, you got to pay it so that we are safe. That's how it always comes in, Joe. It'll be after the election. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, I'm watching all of these markets, and everybody's worried as the Fed raises rates, and everybody's raising rates. That that things are starting to break. And and I'm at this point now where I don't think things can coexist. They either need to fight inflation. Or break the and break the financial system, right? Or not fight inflation so they can save the financial system. I think, Jason. I think it's really getting down to those. Those are the only two choices.
2: Yeah, and I think part of getting the inflation down, whenever they decide that they want they want that to happen, to get rid of the inflation, demand destruction. Everything you've been reporting, Joe, is, is demand destruction. Who can make a thousand dollar car payment? That means no one's going to buy cars. Who's going to who's going to buy? Uh, I've noticed, Jack, uh, Joe, just in the last uh, six months or so, the eating out versus cooking at home gap. You know, it's always cheaper to eat at home, but the gap between eating out versus eating at home has gone berserk. I mean, yeah. e- eating out, is, is, is it going to be a complete luxury by next year?
1: I'm, I'm just going to say this. we got another three-quarters of a hike coming. That's going to drive up payments even more. And, and the problem is not only it, it's bad enough. When you've got to finance, you know, forty thousand plus dollars, uh, but but then you throw higher rates on top of it, you got rising car prices plus higher rates. Why do I have the feeling that there's a good chance heading into next year, the majority of car payments could be a thousand plus dollars a month? U.S. twenty dollar gold two thousand ninety five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two